0: And I want to take a deep breath because I've been saying this for two years now, but these are really hard times. And it's important that we recognize it so that we can move through our life with our eyes wide open instead of trying to put on Pollyannish glasses or discount the hardships that we may be going through because there's somebody on the planet that's going through something much worse. So these are really hard times. And the beauty is, is that we can have the resilience and still have hope for a good future, as well as having moments and periods of time of joy in our life on a daily. There are things that we can be grateful for daily. And sometimes we may have to dig deep for them, but they're there and it's all of it, right? We can't have the joy if we dim the pains. So we want to recognize all the feelings that we feel. And some days it's quite a lot and that's okay. But being able to connect with our emotions and being able to be honest with ourselves of what this time of our life is really like is really important. And that can allow you to also experience joy what we want to do is numb all that stuff and then have joy. And that's unfortunately not how it works. So there's a lot, this is March of 2022. There's a lot going on in the world right now and we're all exhausted. It's been a tough couple of years and even some ways longer than that period of time. So as we sit here today, I want to acknowledge that and then I want to talk about this show and the topic that I have today of the cost of indecision. So some years ago, long time ago, I don't know, 12 years, 13 years ago, I came up with the intro for the show about being the windows of possibility. And I've always really liked that because one of the things for me, you know, being a young kid and trying to figure out how to live a better life was looking at other people's stories, whether it was the third grade, me going to the library on Wednesdays. I can't believe I remember that, but we had library at school on Wednesdays and I'd always go to the biography section. And I read lots of biographies, Eleanor Roosevelt, Lewis and Clark, just lots and lots. And I just loved it. I wanted to learn and understand about people. I still love to learn and understand about people and I love people's stories. And so whether they're the books that I read now about adults, whether they're documentaries, talking with people, there's just windows of possibility we can learn. I love to be a watcher as well as an integrator and implementer. And one of the things that I know about how our brains are worked hardwired is that we love story. It's a lot easier to hold on to stories than it is to hold on to data and facts. Data and facts are important, and stories are the things that we can attach to and really remember. So with this show, my intention has always been that these are the windows of possibility, whether I'm sharing my own stories or stories of clients or athletes that I've worked with. These are the windows of possibilities. And if this is possible for any of us, then what is possible for you? This is not a comparison, but it's actually giving us perspective of there are people that go through really hard times and they create these beautiful lives. Right. Which goes against when we're in fear, or shame of, oh no, this horrible thing is happening and we think it's <laughs> it's over. I laugh, I'm laughing at myself because I can dress rehearse tragedy so well, right? But it's like, oh, it's over or I need to off-ramp, whether it's a career, a job a relationship versus, oh, these are the hard times. It's relentless. And what can I learn and what can I get clearer about? So I use stories here so that we can all get glimmers into our own lives. And oftentimes what happens is my listeners go, oh, I am normal. Or they realize, oh, it's not just me. I'm not the only one. Other times, it's seeing something as a listener, hearing a story and then being able to see it in our brains, but seeing something that we hadn't seen before because maybe we didn't give it space or think it really mattered because maybe it was a small thing. So in this podcast today, I'm talking about the small things that create some costs in our lives. And yes, it's the small things, especially considering all that's going on in the world right now. And there's still a cost. And to recognize that, I love that Taylor Swift song, Death by a Thousand Cuts. And really, I love the phrase. I don't know about the song so much, but that metaphor of death by a thousand cuts, these small things, they add up over time. And then that's where you see the volcanic eruptions of humans, of relationships, of jobs. Right. That's where maybe all of a sudden you find yourself really, really angry because it's been these small cuts over and over and over. And then one day you see all the cuts and all the blood, and you go, wait a second, what's going on? So I'm gonna share a story that happened this past year to put together the Christmas card. And we have a quite an extensive list of Christmas cards. It's one of my favorite, favorite things to do as well as to receive. I love Christmas cards. I love getting them. I love opening them. I love, especially nowadays, because we don't give letters and cards that much anymore. And I just love it. It's really my favorite time. And so I had this reminder pop up and I was like, ah, what am I going to do? And I struggled with it. And so then (laughs) I didn't want to deal with it. So I pushed it off to the side. How many of you know that let me just push it off to the side. I don't want to face it. I don't want to deal with it. And I struggled because one of the things for me about the Christmas cards is I always want to show up authentically. Like that's something that's really important. I don't want to say, Oh, have a great year when it's been a shit show of a year. And some years it was a highlight card, right? Of all the fun things or, you know, great things. And I also want it to be authentic. So the realness of it and so I kept debating. I'm like, oh my gosh, 2021 was a really hard year. What do I do? And I don't want to say Merry Christmas or Happy New Year or what a great year. Like those would be lies. And I rumbled with it and and I thought about it and I thought, what am I going to do? And I couldn't make a decision. So then Thanksgiving came and went and I hadn't done my cards. And usually my cards are out within the first couple weeks, first week. And then the last couple years, it's been the second week of, you know, after Thanksgiving, but I like to get them out early. And I didn't, I gave myself permission. I said, okay, Corinne, you have permission. You don't have to send it out yet. Your energy is exhausted. You don't know what to do right now. It will come. <laughs> So there it was on the background wah, 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 wah. It was this to-do list that was weighing me down, right? That, oh, I have these cards. What am I going to do? What am I going to figure out? And so I kept pushing it off and I said, okay, well, I'll get it done. And I kept looking at the calendar and every day it was like another cut, right? It's like, oh, well, I still have time to get it done before Christmas. Oh, I can pay the expedited shipping fees, right? Like it was more and more and more and every day it was another cut. And then I started rumbling with, okay, what do I want? What do I share? What's okay to share? What's not okay to share? What's the place for a Christmas card? And I just rumbled and I said, you know what? I'm going to put it off to the side. My daughters are coming home for Christmas. We'll do our Christmas, and then Omnicrom came. <laughs> right. So then there's like shut down. There's more like, oh, I'm exhausted of all of this. And I thought I would get it done for the new year. And the new year came and went. And I thought, well, there's still Valentine's. <laughs> and well, actually before valentine's i thought okay i can still get it out in january and do it for a celebratory 2022 and as that kind of went through i was like well there's february there's february 14th there's valentine's (laughs) and here we are middle of march there's been no card so what happened was I started thinking about what can I put on? I wanted to be authentic. I didn't want to say, oh, happy, you know, 2021 was great. And here's to 2022. And I've talked about that here. One of the things I didn't want to say was happy new year. I was kind of bracing myself. And so I decided to say goodbye, 2021. Hello, 2022. And one of the cards that I thought about doing, and I kind of went online and I found it and I thought, Ooh, I kind of like this. It said, what a year. <laughs> and I had a couple of different versions of the card that I thought I'd put on Some were a little bit more real, or I think maybe contrary would be the word. And I talked to a girlfriend about it and she looked at me and she said, well, you know, is That's supposed to be the message of Christmas cards. And so I said, okay, I guess I'm not. She knows better. And really, those are her rules and her parameters. And while I can love her dearly, I realized I didn't have to go with what she thought. So January went on, but I was still trying to figure out my voice and what I wanted to share and what I didn't. And did I want to spend a couple hours putting it together? It just didn't feel very fun, right? Some years it's been so much fun. Some years it was putting together, going through, especially when the girls were little and the kids were little, it was like pulling through the pictures and seeing what we did and seeing those great moments. Some years when my kids wouldn't take a family picture and we didn't have any pictures, I had the one year, the best Christmas card ever. It was the best Christmas card ever. People were texting me. Friends were like, oh my gosh. And it was just fun. My kids were probably, I don't know, they're in their teens and I couldn't get a picture And I still wanted to send something out. And I went into the archives and we had done these Thanksgiving family photos. It's probably like 2007. So my kids are probably seven and five. And in the, those photos, there were these outtakes of when they were being a little sassy, (laughs) It was So awesome. So that became the picture that I put on our Christmas card. It was awesome, right? You have these teenagers and you're pulling out seven and five-year-old sassy photos. Those are great. I've had other friends do that too. And I've always loved that, right? There's the polished versions of us and the unpolished. So that was fun. And different trips that we've gone on, you know, different moments and different memories. And, and as my kids have gotten older, and even this year, I was able to get them to do a Christmas tree photo for the card. I just couldn't figure out the right words that I wanted to say, but I decided not to. It didn't have the energy. It didn't have the emotions. I didn't know what I wanted to say and I wanted to be authentic with what was going on. So I rumbled a lot this past year for five months. Do I do it? Do I not? I kept putting it off. I didn't talk to everybody. There was a time in my life I would do that. I'm more discerning now. But I talked to my kids about what they were okay with because this is also part of their story. And I talked with my friend. And then I finally just decided that I was okay with not doing it. And part of doing this podcast is to make that final declaration. But what I wanted to talk about today is the cost of the indecision. So on the the surface, it's October to March, that's five months. The other costs are the brain juice, the use of the brain juice, the thinking about it, the pondering, what's the right thing to say? What's okay, what's not, right? And that right thing is a little tightly strung of I've got to do it the right way. There's only one way there's my friend's way and there's my way and it would be okay. Like I've done our Christmas cards many different ways, right? Whether they're present day picture, past picture, different words. We had a great card for 20, I guess it was 2020 that I found and it told a simple story, right? There's not a right way. And all of my friends who do cards, they do it in different ways. And I've always just appreciated the different cards. But the cost of indecision is the brain juice that we use, the emotions that are swirling around. And the reason that I'm sharing the story with you is it's really low grade, right? Not doing a Christmas card or a holiday card is a low grade issue. It's not a huge problem. My family's okay. It doesn't jeopardize our safety But it does take emotional and mental energy and just pay attention to those areas in your life where something when you're not making a decision of, even though it's low grade and it's just in the background, it's that buzzing noise, right? Like I have this backup drive next to my computer and I've had it off for probably about 15 months and I turned it on the other day to do some backing up and I came into my office the next morning and I heard the noise, And I could only tolerate it for about an hour. And finally I said, I can just turn this off and turn it back on another time. So that's what I'm talking about in this, the cost of indecision. It may not be this huge critical thing. It's not going to affect your family. It's not going to affect your safety, but it's that low grade. That is wearing and pay attention to that. Without judging yourself or thinking you should do it differently, pay attention to that. Notice how it affects your capacity because the things we don't see, it actually matters, right? Just because we can't see it doesn't mean we're not experiencing it. And it's really important to have our eyes wide open and be aware to the impacts of the choices that we're making. When I say choices we're making, it's also The choices we make when we don't make choices, we're making a choice to not make a choice. So we must include this in the calculations we have in our lives. And what I mean by in the calculations is when you're thinking about, okay, what do you need to do? And what are your calculations on time? And, you know, you schedule your day, you schedule your week, right? And your capacity and your productivity, the cost of indecision, they're a cut and another cut and another cut. And then what happens is like, as one of my clients was talking to me about time management, it's all these little cuts that impede your time management because you're not realizing the and how it's wearing on you. So I look at this past year as a learning year and I'm talking about with the Christmas cards. I wasn't sure how I had to move through it and I didn't have the capacity, right? I was exhausted And I gave myself permission to put it off. And by doing that, I'm realizing now that there was this low cost, this low energy drain, right? That was happening. And there was also a burden of the cost of, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it for New Year's. I'll do it for January. I'll do it for February. And I went snowshoeing with a friend, a girlfriend. And we were taking pictures. It was a gorgeous day up in Tahoe. And I took a picture of her family with the snow in the background. And she said, oh, this could be a family photo, right? Like the guilt that we have of, and the responsibility that we have that, hey, oh, it was a family photo for her Christmas card. She's like, I could still do a Valentine's Day card. Like it's so ingrained in us that we must do this. First off, do you want to do it? I've always loved doing the holiday cards. And I love receiving them. So for me, it's a fun thing that I do. I will not be buying, you know, or making you cake or cupcakes for your birthday, but I love to do holiday cards. They're one of my favorite things. I love, love, love cards. And there's also been this part of this emotional labor or invisible labor that many of us have taken on. So take a look at that. There's not a right or wrong. What works for you? For me, for five months, there was brain juice, emotional energy, It's all low grade, right? The key learning for me is that I'm in an evolution of finding my voice, the next level of my voice, which, you know, when I wrote that, I was like, well, I have this podcast, but it's that finding my voice, getting clear of like, what do I want to share? What do I not want to share? Right. And in terms of this holiday card and by making the decision to put it off, I now recognize that there was a cost to me over these five months. And it's not that I'm going to say, oh, next year, I'm going to absolutely make this decision because that can be very reactive. And I am feeling myself being really tense as I said that, that for me, that's an being self-aware and having this insight of like, oh, pay attention, Corinne, right? So we'll see about next year. And this year, what I realize is it was a transition. This is a process. There was a low grade cost and lots of internal rumbling as well as a couple of conversations before I finally came down to the decision that this is not where I want to spend my time for this year. And just because I've always done it, and it's one of the things I do, it doesn't mean that I'm supposed to do it for this year. And we'll see about next year. Now I'm going to switch it to the cost of indecision, to the big things. So the Christmas cards, the holiday cards is a small thing, right? It's a big internal thing. It was a practice that I've done. It was a routine, a creative project for me. But I want to talk about the cost of indecision on the big stuff. And it's really important to know the difference between the two. So the cost of indecision, whether it is making, you know, business decisions, career decisions, family decisions, right? There's some big decisions, but you keep not facing it. What's the cost to that? And one of the things that I often see is the cost is resentment, anger, frustration, because on the surface, it looks like everything is fine. But underneath, what's going on? And so often we need to take time so that we can make a decision on those things that we're pushing down the road. We're not making a decision about, you know what I'm talking about, those other decisions where the holiday card is a small thing, right? It's a small thing where I was sharing with you about the process and what goes on into these small things, and the death by a thousand cuts, but it's the big things. So when you're not making a decision, it does take up so much time and energy and it can create long-term resentment or missed opportunities. So it's really important to also pay attention to that, knowing the difference between the cost of indecision of holiday cards and where that can linger and the cost is low, and there can be key learnings, versus some other arenas for you where the cost of indecision can lead to long-term resentment or anger, and that's something to pay attention to. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR. And then I don't have to worry of, Oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So Go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes, and that will ensure you that you never miss a show. And you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things. But you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. I'm smiling big for you. On a lane. She is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide awake.